1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts.
0: And we are live on another episode of Rico Bronya. No, this is not Evan Roberts. He is, I don't even know where the hell he is, to be honest with you. I have no clue. It's Pete Hoffman filling in. And we also have special guest Tommy Lugauer from the Carton Roberts Show. What's up, Tommy? How we doing?
1: Hoff, what's up, bro? Yeah, uh, Evan is out. I believe uh, it's his wedding anniversary, or it's the anniversary of the first time he scored a baseball game, or the anniversary <laughs> of the first time he saw a woman naked. But one uh, of those options. It's all it's all good for him. Congratulations! <laughs> absolutely, and it's an honor to be on the on the Rico, which sounds like a, a Seinfeld episode. He he told me about a week ago when we were at Yankee Stadium. It was like he was giving his daughter's hand in marriage. He's like, "Loogie." I want you to do an episode of The Rico. I was like, great, yeah, I can wait around all night till midnight to record the podcast. You need me, I'm in. Nah, nah, but it's uh, (laughs) a. Well,
0: well, listen, we didn't know that it was, first of all, A, I just got back from vacation. So we did did an episode while I was out in Disney. So I got back from vacation. It's my kid's birthday. I've been out partying all day. He's been partying all day. It's been crazy. And I'm thankful that you stayed up
1: so we could do it together. The idea that Evan made you, basically you're coming off It's a Small World at Midnight, and he's having you record a podcast for a baseball team in August. I get they just play the Yankees. Ha, I would have hit the record button for the guy. I'm his producer in radio. He could have given you a week off to enjoy the time at Disney. That—that that We talked about on the air. That was ridiculous. And I know you want to do it, you're dedicated, but he should have given you the night off, the week off, really.
0: We I dude I was in Disney for I was in Disney Magic Kingdom. If you know the, the parks there's not just like one place you go and that we were at Magic Kingdom for legitimately uh ten AM to twelve PM. So what is that? I don't even know the math on that, but more than twelve hours. It was a long with three ki- with three kids, right? Yes. And I had to carry oh. one of them for most of the day. It
1: was terrible. <laughs> And then you gotta record the Rico Bronya podcast from like Coronado Springs or whatever that you stay. Yeah, Adam came to me he's sitting there going like, "Oh, so
0: did you? aha, uh, Did you watch this? But like, no, I haven't watched a single ounce of baseball today. But I know the Mets lost, so that sucked. But we'll get into <laughs> that too because I have to get into some things with you. But first of all, let's get into the fact that listen, overall, this series with the Colorado, Colorado Rockies, the Mets did what they were supposed to do. It sucked. They lost the final game of the series. It, Max Scherzer did it. Pitched an amazing game. It was unbelievable. And yes, one run is the difference. And again, the Mets find a way not to score when he runs. It, they have these games. Francisco Lindor is on a little bit of a schneid right now. We've all seen it. It's happening. It's disappointing. But overall, three out of four, you'll take it. Okay. The fact that the Braves lost two games this weekend versus mm-hmm. St. Louis Cardinals, that is a very solid thing. The biggest take that I that I have to take the biggest, the biggest issue I think that I have, because again we don't want to focus on issues, because overall good. Degrom pitched great, Scherzer pitched great, David Peterson pitched great. So starting pitching was was good. The biggest issue I have to look into in these th- this four game series is Game Two, Friday night. Chris Bassett going into the eighth inning. Now you see that Chris Bassett did not have his A game. He was not perfect. He's not what you He was not his his normal self, but he continued to battle like he always does. And he gets a base runner on, and Buck goes to the bullpen. And goes not to Edwin Diaz, who pitched the night before, which we've seen again. Listen, in four games, Edwin Diaz saw zero save opportunities. He got a hold. Mm. Um he did pitch in the in the in the, in the second game as in the, in the second game as well. That we're referencing to right now as well, but he didn't get a save opportunity. Michael Givens comes in and blows the game open, and he can't get it. He can't get it out. It's just a terrible performance again for Michael Givens, and it ends up being they lose the lead, and it looks like oh no, the Mets are going to lose Not just one, but two games a series on Friday night. And thankfully, the Mets battled back, which is the one thing that this team always does. Even though in a Sunday game where it was, they, they couldn't score a run, they seemed to always find a way to battle a little bit. Sunday didn't show up. But Friday, they battled back to win the game. But my biggest gripe, and you tell me how wrong I am here. The biggest gripe is not that Buck Walter went to Michael Givens at any point in time. It's the fact that if you're going to go to Chris Bassett in the eighth inning, it's got to be Edwin Diaz or you just give – you have to give Givens the inning there in the eighth, clean, fresh start because he clearly can't go into a game mid, mid-inning.
1: Yeah, and, and Pete, I think it's just a part of a larger issue with the match and that's something we wanted them to do with the trade deadline was bolster the bullpen and Givens wasn't enough. And I think it's a larger issue, and I think it's an issue that's going to plague the Mets. And if there is a downfall, besides the health of Jacob deGrom, and God forbid something happens to Scherzer, is the middle relief outside of Diaz, who's been unbelievable, who I was critical of earlier in the year, and I'll gladly eat my words on that one. But the guys like Garavino, and Givens, and uh, Jolie Rodriguez, and guys that are going to keep you up at night, and when these games really, really do count, are going to be a problem now. I would love to see, I mean, DeGrom throw over 100 pitches, maybe we'll see that next series, and have these starters maybe go eight innings and hand the ball off to Diaz or seven, because it's going to get to the point, half where we're going to have to see almost two innings out of Diaz. So to me, it's a microcosm of a bigger problem with the Mets, and that's the middle relief before Edwin Diaz.
0: Well, here's the thing, though, like, and I'm not saying that Adovino is a solution to give a day off to Edward Diaz. No, not at all. But here's the thing is, if you're going to go to Diaz anyway in the ninth inning, which they ended up doing anyway, right? On that Friday game, they ended up going to Diaz. So now he's pitched back-to-back games. So now on Saturday, he's not even available. Uh, And Sunday, he was not available because they couldn't score a freaking run. Yeah. but the point is, is, like if that's the case, then you might as well try to go for Diaz for that five-out save. You've done it before, and we've seen the day before where Diaz comes in for those big-time situations. Buck has to understand, you have a very little bit limited wiggle room here. You don't have the luxury, and like you just said, you want to see DeGrom go 100 pitches. Bassett had 88 pitches. So right. if you and so his pitch count was good. If you're in the eighth inning, if you're going to start Bassett to get into that eighth inning, either let him battle because he's done it all game. He's done it all game. Or you go right to Diaz. There's no reason to mess around anymore. Like, we figured it out. There's no one good in this bullpen. Like, like Trevor May coming in is like, all right, let's give up a home run. Let's give up a run here. Uh, Jolie Rodriguez sucks. Uh, yeah. I, and again, like I, I, I don't mind Adovino at times, but I still don't trust him. There's no one that's trustworthy
1: except for Edwin Diaz. Why waste your time? No, I agree, dude. And, and like you said, 88 pitches, to me, I trust the starters, no doubt, and I trust Diaz at this point. Anybody else, even on a vino, they're not on the trust list. Yeah, so if I have 88 pitches with Bassett, I, I want to push them there. Now, luckily, this Met team... And I'm as negative as it gets. Every single time I've been ready to jump off the ledge and get ready to be like, listen, they're done. Here it comes. The other shoe's off Gonna fall. The other shoe's going to drop. The self-fulfilling prophecy that most Mets fans, especially our age, mid to late 30s, now you turn 40. So in that age bracket, because we've seen nothing but losing, we're waiting for it to happen and everything to go wrong, and it hasn't. And I'll tell you this, half, and you, d- you could disagree with me if you want. This, to me, is the best Mets team I have ever seen in my life. They're the best Mets team I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I, again, we, 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 we had this on the Rico a few a uh, few weeks ago
0: where I said 2006 might be comparable because 86, I was too young. I was four. Yeah. They won a World Series, but still, I was too young. 2006 is the only team that I think that was relevant enough that was like, yeah, even though they didn't make the World Series, I felt that they were comparable. And, and Evan went through it. And offensively, maybe they, they, it's comparable. I think maybe the this team is maybe a little bit better. But – Pitching staff, this team is completely better than 0-6. There's no, no one on 06 to to even sit there and comp to. It's like you know, you had Pedro Martinez wasn't even fully healthy. You go up and down that that roster. It was bad. Yeah, everything on this team is is, is so much better. Just the, the again the, the the manager. Even you look at the manager. You look at you look at Buck Showalter. Even Willie Randolph. We liked Willie, but do we ever really trust Willie? I didn't freaking know. I just he's a nice guy, very passive. You like his approach. But was it enough for that team? Buck Showalter, you know he knows how to read a room. You know what that he he knows how to change the the mindset of some of these ballplayers. Francisco Lindor has he had the best season for a shortstop? Has he had the best season as a Met shortstop? Statistically, yes. But yes. No, but really, overall, no. He hasn't. He's had some ups and downs. It's been a really rough season here and there. The beginning of the season was terrible, and right now he's going through a stretch. But he's let him play his game. He's told him, just just focus on what you do. Don't worry about anything else. And that's Buck as a leader. So, I, again, I trust this team to an extent. I don't trust the bullpen.
1: That's the biggest hole. I agree, and I think a lot, Lindor's had a good year, not a great year, a very good year, certainly better than the disaster last year. I think the additions of guys like Marte and Kana, and guys that have taken the pressure off guys like you've seen it with Pete and McNeil, and Nimo, finally healthy, a guy I've been critical in the past, has had a very good year, and I think that's taken a little bit of the pressure off. Off of Lindor, because I think he's had a rough go with the fans last year. Obviously, the stuff with Baez was a, a total mess. Thankfully, somebody got in their ear very quickly and said, you can't go against the fans. You're never going to win. And then certainly that game against the Yankees and the stuff with Stanton, he got a little bit back in the favor of Mets fans. And he's had a good year, like he said, statistically the best ever from a shortstop of the Mets. But yeah, the bugaboo for this team is the bullpen. And where have we heard that before with med teams... As I said, we as Met fans have closer issues, like some people have mommy issues or daddy issues. We have, <laughs> we have closer issues where we don't trust people, and I don't even f- fully trust D has, if I'm being completely honest, because we have just seen bullpens, bullpens and when it comes down to it, Hoff, you know this, bro. When it gets down to the nitty-gritty and it gets to October, I get we have Jake, I get we have Max, but there's still an eighth and ninth inning, and those are critical outs, and right now, with all the chips down in the middle getting those critical outs can't have edwin go six outs every single game occasionally you're gonna to have to give the ball to somebody in the eighth inning that you fully trust and right now there is nobody in that pen that a met fan if they had truth serum would tell you yeah i trust that guy in october it's the braves the dodgers or if we heaven forbid we get to the world series yankees or astros no
0: and that's the other thing too like we're talking about like Realistically, they, they they failed us in the the trade deadline. They only mm-hmm. got Michael Michael Givens and he sucks. Like I mean, let's be serious. Call Space Bed. The guy sucks. And and I like him. He's a nice guy. I think he's he's a great. I, I tweeted this out. It's stupid, but I mean, he's got a great pickoff move. He might as well just go walk the ballpark and just try to pick everybody off because he's got better opportunity to be getting people out that way than than throw ah. the ball over play because they'll get home runs. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see hits. Just walk them, get the first base, and pick them off. But the reality is, is, you do have reinforcements, and I'm not saying they're 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 perfect. We do have guys like Tyler McGill, who's an interesting uh, thought process for a bullpen. We got to see it though. We have a guy like um, Joey Lucchese, and and I hate to say this because we we all could say that jo- Joey Rodriguez sucks too. Again, everybody preference by they all suck in the bullpen. But Joey Rodriguez can't pitch. We talked you and I don't want to comp to the to the Yankees at all. But everyone said the reason why Jordan Montgomery was traded away from the Yankees is because no one saw him starting a game in October for the Yankees. I don't see Jolie Rodriguez playing any role at any point in time in October. It just can't be possible. So. Are you gonna bring in a Joey Lucchese? Like what like is that a possibility? Is that somebody that we can maybe rely on? I mean, the guy's gotta get healthy before we even see him. But he's someone they're talking about. Him, McGill, and we all this stuff in, in, in minor league ball right now that's that's potentially up and coming
1: that we maybe will see. But like I have to see it in the big leagues before we can even try it out in the freaking playoffs. Yeah, and again, listen, I mean, the fact that we, or Peterson maybe even in the pen, but I mean, the idea that we're trying to, like, makeshift the bullpen at this point, when we had an opportunity to bolster that at the trade deadline, to me, if that that is the biggest failure of the season so far in what has been a great year. Listen, you are proud, and we'll get into it in a little bit. Saturday made me proud to be a Mets fan on so many levels. And this year, there's been a sense of pride because you feel like the owner wants to win. Now, I think a lot of that is that he wants to be like, I'm Steve Cohen. Look what I've done. I've won. But also because he's a diehard Met fan, and he will do whatever it takes to win. So I feel confident that the ownership will get it done. But at the end of the day, bro, they failed at the trade deadline, and they failed to the fame this. And look, let it go, let it go. But the bottom line is it's reared its ugly head, and I promise you it will rear its ugly head again.
0: Learn more at Marines.com. And and I will I will get into your negativity a little bit later sure. on Because I do want to turn yeah. to the positivity of it. Because right now, you referenced it. It was a huge weekend. And it wasn't just yes. because the, the, the Mets won three out of four and that the Braves split a series with the Cardinals. No, who, who cares about that? It, the fact that old timers' day was so special. You know, Willie Mays' number was retired. It was an incredible day. I, I, I regret not going. I got offered tickets. I came back from Disney. I had a kid's birthday party, and I feel like I'm like – I texted someone who offered me things. I go, I should just divorce my family because I feel like I missed out so much not being physically there because it was amazing. It was incredible. Yeah. Were you there? Were
1: you watching on TV? Where
0: were you? I was
1: not there. I had committed uh, to a barbecue with friends. We do it once a year. We've tried every weekend in the summer, and it just happened to land on that one. I also got offered tickets day of, and I, I just, I know, I, I agree with you, half, but I, I didn't feel right backing out on friends, and I knew I'd be able to watch it. So I, I watched it on TV. I even rewatched the ceremony. The game itself is the game itself. Um, like I said, we don't have many of these as Met fans, but that was a special day. That was a day that you were proud to be a Met fan. And the idea that this is just another step, uh, Saturday was another step of getting the stench of the Wilpons off this franchise, because the idea that they couldn't pay, you know, $200 for Jay Payton to stay to Hampton Inn in Queens, and they were so freaking cheap, and they didn't want to honor the history of this franchise. And listen, the Willie Mays thing, I've heard two uh, ends of the argument. I understand honoring a promise. I understand what he meant to New York baseball. I understand, even though it was two years with the Mets, he was at the end of his career, but what he meant, and then is no Mets if the Giants and Dodgers leave they were born from that but I also understand the argument of other people like what about Doc what about Darrell? what about Gary Carter right just recently retired so it's not as big of an argument but I believe Steve Cohen gets it and I think all those numbers eventually will get up there but I get the understanding I got plenty of texts from my Yankee friends mocking the, the Mets doing this but that's exactly why I hate them and I don't give a rat's ass what they have to say about it it almost made me like it even more the fact that it bothered him so much because it was almost like troll job but dude it was great seeing all all those guys out there Pete and I actually have a question for you about something that Evan has brought up but if he's brought up on the podcast I apologize for being redundant but um I'll give it to you real quick when David Wright decides he wants to be old which I get it dude I don't I'm right around David's age and I prefer to be young forever too but when he comes back will it be him or Piazza that gets announced last
0: uh, I think because he's the newest and most frequent, I I I, I think it's Wright. I know that yeah. Piazza was special, but Wright was a homegrown player. And I talk about this all the time that if he wasn't hurt, it's like the Don Manley syndrome. If yeah. David Wright was never hurt, the guy he has all the records right now for the Mets anyway. Mm-hmm. But that guy would have blown away all the records. Like like we when you look at the record books for the Mets, you you scroll through them. It's not very sexy. Like it's like oh that that's all the home runs as a, as a, you know that's all the doubles. A, like the leaderboard is not very good. If David Wright was healthy, it would have been a the, the 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 leaderboard would be that much stronger and it would be that much more significant. But he has them anyway, and he was hurt. And he like listen the pr- you talk about a promise. You talk about the Wilpons and how they couldn't afford to bring like Jay Payton to a hotel for two hundred bucks. The Wilpons basically promised David Wright the world, and they gave him nothing. They gave him—they they brought in his buddy Michael Gudauri. That's basically what they did for one year. Hey, you—you you, here? We signed a big contract. We'll get you. Who do you want? Michael Gudauri. We'll bring we'll bring him in. Call it a day. They never really cared about this team. They never wanted to care about this team. It was all about the dollar for them. They wanted to make an investment. And that's about it. Steve Cohen cares about this team. And every Met fan should love what they did over the weekend. Even with Willie Mays being retired, even though it was only for two years of him being a Met, it doesn't make a difference. The reality is, is the history of the Mets is now here. And I can now present it to my kids, who are all Yankee fans, by the way. They don't care about the Mets. Because because there's no history. There's nothing here to give to them. I need something to give. I can't tell them about Yogi Berra because guess what? He was a great Yankee too. I can't tell them about the 69 Mets over and over and over. I got to tell them about something more. Now listen, Doc and Darrell will definitely have their day. David Wright will have their day, his day. There are tons of players who are going to have their day but you have to start somewhere. So the Willie Mays factor was beautiful. The fact that Ray Knight came out, it was like this. <laughs> yeah. little, sitting with Steve Cohen, having a conversation with him, May, just felt so special, so amazing. Because the Wilpons never cared, never even talked to me. I mean, that just shows the level. Now Steve Cohen could be up full of BS. I don't know. But he certainly acts like he cares. And that, for me, is enough.
1: Yeah, listen, dude, like you said, he cares about the team, he cares about the players, but most importantly, number one, he cares about the fans, because he is a fan, and he cares about the history of that place, because we all said it when they built the place, there was like, did the Mets play here? Why are we not honoring the Mets? And we've seen it with the Seaver statue, now you see it with uh, Old Timers Day, bringing back the black uniforms, all the little things Now, at the end of the day, ultimately, bro, if they had 60 wins right now, I mean, I love Bartolo Colon, but I don't need to see him on a Saturday if the team sucks. So ultimately, the team wins. But then when you, that's the stake, but when you have the garnishes that he's put out, now all of a sudden, you're like, man, the Mets are not a joke anymore. They get it. We have an ownership that will do whatever it takes to win and cares about the fans and cares about the history of... Of this franchise, because you said it before, bro, that's the thing about the Yankees that you can't touch, man. They're, it's their history. They lean into it. It's it's huge for them. And the Mets, let's be honest, don't have a great history, but they have a history. And you want to see them honor it. And you want to see the alumni treated right and the guys that did win or the guys that did pave the way. And Steve Cohen is giving that to us and to them. So, like I said, overall, there's just a sense of pride and positivity and energy back in Queens for the first time in a really long time where you really feel like they could sustain this now year after year after year, which I've never felt really ever in my entire life as a Mets fan.
0: No. And and I a hundred percent agree with that. I, I feel like this is something that's not, I don't think Steve Cohen bought this team and said, let me just spend a ton of money and we'll have some fun. I think he, he spent this, this, he bought this team and said, you know what? I, money is no object to me until we win a championship. Then maybe we can really consider about how much money I'm spending and you know where am I overspending? Am I getting ripped off? I don't think he cares. I think he wants a championship right now. And even after he wins a championship, he might want another one. So yeah. I I don't I don't I don't think it's it's this and this is what I I tweeted this out a while ago a couple a few days ago and I always reference my tweets. But the reality is is you know the Angels are looking to sell. The Nationals are looking to sell. The Mets just sold. The Marlins just sold. You look at MLB as a whole. There's a lot of tired owners out there that don't give a freaking crap about their team and should sell. I listed about 10 teams that off the top of my head should be looking for the market to get the best bang for their buck for their team because they don't give a rat's ass. Steve Cohen Has taken over this Mets franchise in a span of a year and over a year and a half, almost two years now, has put the Mets back on the market. Um, Currently, the best team in New York put us in a great position to be a playoff contender, World Series contender year in and year out. And like you said, when is the last time we've been able to say that? We've always said it'd be nice to make the playoffs, like it'd be nice to make the playoffs, and that's always hard to obtain. I understand the playoff ruling is has changed and now there's more teams. Mm. But this team is a playoff and a world series contender no matter what. Even if it was two teams from each division.
1: You know what it doesn't make it doesn't make a difference. This this team is a playoff and World Series contender. Yeah, and I think Steve Cohen revels in the fact of being that Maverick owner that, like, you know what, you could tax me, you could put all the roadblocks, you could do whatever you want. You're not gonna stop me. I'm gonna do what ever it takes to win a championship and listen It might not be this year. It may take time. It took time for the Dodgers. It took time for... it. Just Sometimes you have to climb that ladder, but you just know that he's going to put all his resources into the team and not to in his own friggin' pocket because he's certainly not hurting for the money and he wants to win because I think there's ego, for sure. Anybody that doesn't think the guy has an ego is lost. You're not a billionaire unless you have an ego. So he's got an ego and he wants to win because he's a huge fan and he wants to bring winning back to this Mets organization and will stop at nothing, and baseball's going to try to put everything in their way to not make it happen, and Cohen is going to do whatever he can to get around it. No question.
0: Uh, now, back to the old-timers' day, because it was special, yeah. I, mean, I was getting tweet, tweets, texts, it was just a ridiculous moment uh, for, mm-hmm. for all Mets fans. Again, 60 years of history, there is a history that most people don't even know about, because we never were celebrated before. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. Uh, was there one moment in particular for you that stuck? That stuck out? That stood out? That was just like, damn, you know, that was awesome. Obviously, Willie Mays. I think that was a surprise to everybody. But was there yeah. something
1: else that really hit you? Uh, I don't know if it was like one particular moment. Um, I wasn't really surprised with the. I mean, Andy Chavez, of course, is going to get. I mean, going to get a big eruption. Uh, uh, big Sexy, of course, uh, Pedro. The guys from '86. So I wasn't really surprised. I don't think anybody got booed. I know Geo thought Hampton would. By the way, Mike Hampton looks like he could pitch tomorrow. We're talking uh-huh. about the bullpen. Can this guy throw an inning or two? He, some, some of. The, I love Todd Pratt, but I mean, geez, uh, you know, uh, Mike Hampton looks a uh, great, great shape. I don't think it was necessarily one particular moment, but I think it was like I was getting a little emotional just like watching it because you just you're seeing not just the players that. I saw, but I'm thinking about the players, like my grandfather saw, and he told me about it. And it was like, wow, there's Cleon Jones, and there's Ed Crane Pool. and just, you know, the stories and all that. And it was just, you could tell, like, this means a lot to them. This means a lot that they get their moment, and they get to hear the cheer, bro, because you know what? I was never a professional athlete, and I'm sure when you're a pro athlete, you know, the autographs, the limelight, all that, it, it, it can wear on you. But then time fades. And you're not in the limelight. Not everybody's Darling and Keith. They're around the team or Piazza. And for some of these guys, it's like, when's the last time like, Kevin Mitchell got cheer? You know what I mean? Like, how many anniversaries can you have for the World Series team? So for these guys to come back and hear the cheers and see the smiles, it got me choked up because it was like, I, like I said, it just made me proud to be a Met fan. So it was it was awesome. What about you? Was there a specific moment that, that really stuck out for you?
0: Uh, nothing really particular. But I, again, I, I, I do appreciate the fact that you said you're proud because that's not a normal statement for Mets fans. I don't think mm. – I, I, I'm no, more of like a lunatic. I'm like a, the bipolar yeah. Mets fan that we are, which we'll get into a little bit too because that there's some things I want to touch on. But we're yeah. we always so up and down. You never really have those proud, proud moments. And that's also because, like you said – the Punch totally just sandbagged everything. Like they make it, make Correct. a stadium, and they don't feel like it's a home for Mets fans. It's like let's bring the history. And I love Jackie Robinson, but Jackie Robinson was more of a of a historic figure. To City Field when you first walk in the door than anybody else for, than anything else it's like I, mm-hmm. I I thought the Mets lived here I maybe they don't I don't even know who plays here so the fact that you have a day like like on Saturday was amazing I did like to see Jesse Orosco out there throwing a ball he looked I mean yeah. dude he's he's how old and he's throwing a baseball to Mike Piazza it was awesome um, playing playing some there's some fun and that's the whole thing it was fun and I loved hearing I think I liked more of the interviews like I heard. Cleon Jones speak a lot, even playing with Willie Mays. Just hearing him talk about those moments that was special. Hearing Pedro Martinez talk to Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer and basically tell them, uh, "Get it, do it for us." Like, do it. Yeah, for there's us. unfinished like, business. I, yeah, like that to me means a lot, man. Like you, like we don't again. Like we talk about the history of the Mets. We don't really know what these players are always thinking. Sometimes we feel like. I've spoken to some people, and they don't believe in the the notion of the Mets are. Um, I don't want to use the word cancer, but the Mets are a negative team, and that the fan base is bad. And you come to the Mets, and it's just it's just negative all the way around. Like they, they not, that's not always a belief with players, but it feels like it for fans. So for Pedro to come on TV and be in an interview and say, "I spoke to these guys. I felt like I I I missed something here." Do it for Ross. Like that, That again, like you said, like it means something.
1: Yeah, if he thinks that season and series haunts his dreams, he should get, uh, you know, the line starts to the left because it haunts <laughs> us just as much. And I, and I echo his sentiments there, dude, because it's like, bro, I mean, like you said, there's just, especially for people our age, we have just been through the ringer with this team. And I think there is a lot of woe is me. And I'm certainly not comparing it to other franchises that are, there's obviously certain ones that are worse, but we've seen enough, We've been through enough. The tab has been ran a lot here, and it's almost unlimited at this point. Maybe they can never pay it back. I don't know. But it would be nice. There are demons that need to be exercised, and hopefully this squad is the ones that do it. Hey, by, by the so, way, first
0: of all, we, yeah. we, we've we won a World Series in 69. We've been around since 62, won a World Series in yep. 69, won a World Series in 86, yep. and that's it. So it's not like that. we're that far from all these other miserable teams you know we're not sitting here going like oh we have championships and playoff experience and like we were in you know like the buffalo bills they went to four super bowls in a row and lost but they went to four super bowls the mets went to how many world series that not as much they've been around since 62 they've only been to how many world series i mean it's not like that we've been in the playoffs every year that we've had an opportunity we really don't so i, I, I to be so negative like it's it's It sucks to always be that way, but there's a reason for it. Now that's kind of what I want to touch on with you because listen, Tommy, I do love you. We we even lived together for a little bit, as roommates. Um, But but the one thing that you have been this whole season, and again, you still feel the same way with Diaz or not. There's always this 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 trepidation, this 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 oozing of negativity. And I'm telling you right now, dude, we gotta stop that BS. We gotta end that. We gotta squash it. We just gotta move forward because. It's time. The same way that Steve Cohen is bringing back the history and the right. You're like, hey, dude, if we don't win a World Series, if we don't win, it doesn't mean anything. But the winning is going to come. It may not come this year. I'm hoping it comes this year, but it's going to come very soon. You've got to feel that too, no?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, Huff, because like I, I, I it is different. I said it's the best team I've ever seen. I think ownership is the biggest, biggest thing here because I finally feel like we have an owner that will do everything it takes to win. It's not. I don't want to use the word flukes in the Wilpon era, but I just feel like now there is a dedication to winning. That said, um, Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, there's been a lot of bad for a thirty, and I hate to tie it back to them, but screw them, and I hate them with a passion. It will always go back to the Yankees. I hate them. It's just a hate uh, there will never be peace but, to me being 37 years old and growing up in a town, and I've said this before, I, I think I even made the joke with, with BT when he had me on. When I when you're born in this town, you have door number one, and it's the Yankees, and that's a Cadillac, and you have door number two, that's the Mets, it's a toaster oven. And I felt like, in a lot of ways, I've made the wrong choice and what my life would be like if I was a Yankee fan. Now, I some people listen podcast, to podcast. Oh, Tommy, go root for the Yankees. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that, for my life, the Yankees have been great. I grew up in my formative years as the Yankees being a dynasty. And the Mets just not only losing the Yankees in the World Series, losing the Royals in the World Series, all the disasters with the Braves. We talked about um, 06. Obviously, the collapses with the Phillies. All these things that have mounted up in these 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 horror shows and these things that haunt your dreams, unfortunately, have, they've kind of stuck with me. And even though I know, I know, I can sit there, I can watch it, and I can see things are different, that negativeness in me is still not completely out of my body yet. And it's almost this self-fulfilling prophecy. Like I said, like Randy Quaid, oh they'll blow it in the playoffs, like Randy Quaid in Major League. It's like I'm almost waiting for it to happen. And I get it. And dude, I talk because I get tweets from Met fans. We get I get calls when I do some shows from Met fans, and they're pissed off at me. I'm the worst kind of Met fan. And I totally friggin' get it. But it's just not in me as a Met fan to wave the pom-poms to do the pep rallies, to be positive. But I know, dude, in my gut and my feel that this team definitely is different. They have a ton of fight. They have a great manager, a great owner. So I get that. But the negativity is still in there, unfortunately. And, I, and it is something I am actively working on. But uh, I'd like to think I'm getting a little bit better with it. But uh, it's it's still there, dude. And it's I don't like this current team to live by the sins of the father. But unfortunately... It's just the way I'm wired, but you know we'll see. If we if we have a parade in October, I'll certainly be be, I'll be happy. That's for sure. Uh,
0: Are you speaking to a specialist, a therapist in this uh, department, Uh,
1: or no? Honestly, (laughs) I think just doing stuff like this, the podcasts or shows and stuff like that, and just like sometimes I'm just hearing myself. And I'm just like, did I just say that? Like, dude, I did a bridge show the other day and I was like, mark my word, the Braves will be in first place at some point in the next couple of weeks. And turn around here. And all of a sudden, we have a great week and they don't. It's just, it's just trying to find the negatives and and some of my friends some of my uh, not even Mets friends some of my Yankee friends who are not as, as bad as far as rubbing it in are like dude you gotta enjoy the ride you gotta enjoy the run and I think that's kind of what you're alluding to here Tom is like listen they're having a great year how many times have the Mets won over 100 something games they are on pace for 103 enjoy the moment and it's like like I said I said it before it's almost like Randy Quaid in Major League where I'm not enjoying this I'm trying I enjoyed the hell out of Saturday I wanna you know got a big series coming up with the Dodgers, and we're going to be in a dogfight with the Braves, bro, and I'm going to just try, because the Braves have given me, you know, given all of us odds through the years, I'm going to try to remain positive, because I said it before earlier in the podcast, and I'll say it again, every single time I've been ready to write this team off, they have shut me up every single time, so guess what, you know, at some point you got to start believing, not, not, no pun intended, but you start, got to start believing in it, no, and that and that's why I've said that's the only reason why I'm,
0: I'm very critical of of what of how you react to things like, dude, yeah. perfect perfect placement, you C-Mac, backstop, Yankee Stadium, <laughs> there live on TV, and it's like frick, and and now listen, I get it, your reaction is my reaction too, but it's like, I don't want that to be us anymore. Like I'm I'm over it. Like. I, when BT tries to grill me on stuff, and now listen, a lot of the responses is, is raw and real. I'm not making something up. Like when he's like, oh, you got to feel nervous about what's going on with the Mets and the Braves. I'm like, no, I, I think this team is good enough. And I think that the, in the end, listen, there's not much to sweat right now, too, because it's not like this Mets team is hovering around 500. No, they're like 34, 35, was it 34 games or 33 games now, over 500. They're going to be in the playoffs. It's not even not even debatable at this point in time. Mm-hmm. They have to have a, an epic collapse, which you and I've seen epic collapses. So I guess we can oh, go down those roads, <laughs> but I don't want to anymore. Like I'm choosing not to go down those roads because it's nearly impossible for this Mets team to to not make the playoffs. It's almost impossible. So so I have to buy into the fact that. It's almost impossible for them not to make the playoffs, which means that they're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to have a deep run, and they're going to do well. And I have to start thinking that way because we have lined up some of the best pitching in baseball, and in playoff time, pitching is everything. You could sit there and talk about who the best offenses are, and the reality is is that, that we've seen the Yankees go up and down every year in the playoffs, and they haven't done well because they don't have the pitching. or well, Even if their pitches are good, they get shut down. They can't, they they don't they don't just smoke teams 10 0. They get shut down by pitching in the playoffs. So we have the the edge in starting pitching. We talked about the, the, the non edge of the bullpen, but that's a different story. But that's why I'm saying this franchise, this team, the negativity's gotta go. You have to I've enjoyed it, and I'm still enjoying it, and I appreciate it. And listen, the hiccups are annoying. Friday night, even though they won the game, that was annoying. Losing to the Yankees, that's very annoying. The fact that the Braves are on our ass is very annoying. Mm-hmm. But then again, I got to look at it going, they're going to lose games too. Like, day one, they were like 41 9 at some point in time. That's stupid.
1: Uh, I thought they were so sure, 40. I- yeah, since June first, besides games against the Mets, I believe, was that stat. Yeah,
0: that that was at Evan stat, so I don't know where that came yeah. from, but he I believe him' From his full- psychotic brain and not sleeping
1: <laughs> at night. That's
0: where that yes. came from. Uh but 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 if even if that's the case, it's like, dude, like that means they're due. Like the Mets are, are losing games here and there too. The Braves are due to go on a bad streak. I believe that. And it's and you know this better than anybody else. We've watched the Rangers, we've watched any other team that get catches you know, a heat wave going into the playoffs. It's all about going into the playoffs, how hot you are at that time.
1: Yeah, for sure. The best teams get there, the hottest teams move on. Um, Yeah, listen, the Yankee series uh, bothered me a lot. Uh, Big Mac was acting like a total pig uh you know just after like a total total dope and yeah I, I get it if you're watching the game which why would you be and if you've seen it i know it was viral the video i was moping around because they had three freaking hits against Herman. there wasn't like a, a situation to do cartwheels when Vogelback back hit that home run you could have heard me from pluto i mean i was screaming and yelling but yeah i mean i get it and half you know what's funny dude because i really do feel like in a lot of ways and maybe it's just because i'm being vocal about it in a lot of ways i look around and i'm like Oh, who wants to be negative? Don't you guys want to be negative? I do see a change in the Met fans. I do. I really do. And again, it starts with the owner. And I really feel like this is a young, a confident fan base. There's a lot. There's gonna be me, the negative Nellies, and even though I'm very vocal about it, there's certainly ones that are not vocal about it, and they're kind of like not sure if they're ready to jump in the pool. But I've seen it, dude. I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it in the calls in a lot of ways because I think BTS and the Craigs and they want to you know rile up the Met fans at the slightest thing, and I think. Big Met fans are like no, you know what? We're we're good. We're confident. We're we are we're, we're, uh, we believe in the team because there have been situations this season where previous teams would have folded the friggin' tent and it would have been over, and they haven't done that. They've shown the fight. So I do really think in the majority of Met fans have now become positive. Believe it or not,
0: which is good. Which is about time because and again, it it, it does take it takes a, a moment to really click because, again, I was there opening day, and the, I, I go back to the fact that they were winning, them, I think, 10-1 to 1 or 10-2, whatever the score was in the ninth inning, and I forget who it was. Maybe it was Drew Smith. I can't remember now who, like, gave up a whole run or was giving up some hits, and the boot birds came out, and you're like, ah, we're, the, the fan base is still on that, like, bipolar, this ball's going to drop in a second, we're going to be screwed. But it, now we've gotten to a point where there's, what, like a month left of the season and it's about 30 plus games left. And we're 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 in it. It, it. This is a good spot. So I think most people now by now I think have latched on. I hope so. Jeez. If not, then don't, don't even come on this trip. Because it, when we win a World Series, I don't want you part of it. That's what I say. If you're if you're gonna jump on late to the party, if you're gonna jump on when it's in the playoff time, then I don't want you guys around. I want I want to be locked and loaded, ready to go for this playoffs because I'm I'm ready to have some fun. Now, really quickly, some things that are a little negative. There was an injury to Francisco Alvarez uh, that yeah. you might have seen. I haven't heard if it's going to be season-ending. I've, I've I've heard mixed bag. Disappointing because we were hopefully going to see him possibly get a call-up, call-ups around the corner, sure. so he might have seen some action uh, between McCann and Nito. The, the defense is fine, but we're looking for some offense. So it would have been nice to see Alvarez in there. not Probably not going to happen now because you know how significant that injury is. Vientos maybe gets a call. Is there, I mean, Beatty's done okay. I've had this conversation with Evan and with other people, and I got killed on it by saying, like, Brett Beatty. You saw Eduardo Escobar already coming back. How, not saying he's smooth at third base, not saying he's in a, a, a gold glove, but it's a different level of defense between Beatty and anybody else at third base Beatty's still very raw, he makes things look uncomfortable even when he makes a play so Mm. I'm worried about that defense, I'm not as worried about the bat but overall call-ups in September, anything else you're looking forward to?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I saw the Alvarez thing too, and that, that's a bummer because obviously, Catcher has just been embarrassing. I mean, McCann has been, uh, it's laughable, frankly. I mean, he better not, you know, I mean, I I just, he, he's just awful. And Nito is fine. He's a good backup. So it would have been nice to see Alvarez up here. But for everything you heard from the Mets, they, they were just in no real major rush to get him up, up here, obviously, clearly. But the injury is a bummer. And if, he's, if he is out for the year, I did see the story. I don't know if it was, I thought I saw they were speculating, but, and, and if, and if he is out for the year, we missed it, then fine. But um, as far as looking forward to stuff, I'm looking forward to the... I'm looking forward to baseball being fun in this town because the football teams are going to suck, <laughs> frankly. Uh, and I and they are usually both out of it in October, and we're going to have that again this year. So I'm excited for... Even though I've, I've come out and said I don't want to subways the World Series and I will die on that hill, I am looking forward to... Baseball being front and center in this town, and everyone loves football. Football is great, but baseball being front and center in this town, as both teams are primed and ready for postseason runs. Man, I mean, it it hasn't been long, but it feels like it's been forever for the Mets. It really does. Yeah, I know it hasn't been long, but it it just it feels like it's been long, and I'm so excited because, obviously, you know, baseball up and down, it's every day, but when you're we're getting so close now, where. Those games, man. When they get it like late in the year, if it's tight with the Braves, I think they play in the second to last series. If it's tight, if it's a, we are up a game two or three, it uh, that nervous energy, and then obviously into the postseason, man. It, it's gonna be a crazy. It's gonna be a crazy ride.
0: Two things. First of all, um, uh, just to get to the fact that, like, yeah, it's it's gonna be a, a great ending. I'm looking forward to the playoffs. I, uh, the fact that the Mets and Yankees are getting, the buzz going to be amazing. It's great, but I, I the one thing I, I I'm not afraid of the Yankees, and and I'm not. Here's the thing: is that you, the difference between the Yankee stuff that, that you that people present to you constantly, and, and I mm-hmm. present to me too. And they're like, "Do you want the Yankees in the World Series?" I'm not worried about the Yankees in the World Series. I want to get to the World Series, and I don't care who I play. I just want to get there. I don't. I think the backlash, the nervousness about the Yankees and the like. Here's the thing: is I it, maybe it's presented wrong to me, and that's why I'm, I'm continuously like fighting on this. I don't need to go through the Yankees to win a World Series and feel accomplished. Like I don't care who I play. I could play the freaking L.A. Angels for all I care and win a World Series and good for us. You know what I mean? Like it, the 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 World yeah. Series is not more special by beating the Yankees, the Mets haven't won a World Series since 80-freaking-six. And to your point, too, on top of it, because you made a great point of, like, this, we it feels like it was a long time ago, even though it was just seven years ago. But the reality is, in 2015, up until Cespedes came to the Mets, like, we didn't really know what we had. That was kind of lucky. And in 2016, it's like everyone got hurt, and we couldn't really – we thought the 2016 was going to be the year, and that didn't last long yeah. either. So the, the Mets in total as a franchise, they their runs don't last long. The expectation from jump has been playoff or bust,
1: and now it's even bigger. Yeah, dude, it's so funny that you brought that up because, and again, I, I just, I can't help myself. I have to tie it to both teams because I still think it's the lifeblood of the city, and because I, I think we were talking about this on on Karnan Roberts, where Big Mac's like, well, you know, if if the Yankees are in the World Series uh, and the Mets aren't, Mets fans aren't gonna watch. What planet are you living on? I will be, li- I root for two teams, the Mets and whoever's playing the Yankees. I will be living and dying with every pitch. But you talked about fifteen, make the World Series. Sixteen, you're right. That young pitching, we thought. Here we go, here we go. And the Yankees looked like they were going this way, and all of a sudden, boom, they rebuilt in a year. Now, that team with that core has fallen short, and you could say what you want to say about the Astros. Hey, bottom line is they cheated better than you, or they they <laughs> cheated in general. They won. It is what it is. The Yankees have been, not been able to get over the hump with the Aaron Boone era, and we'll see what happens this year. looks like they might have peaked a little too early. But, yeah, we saw the Mets kind of where we thought they were going to take off. And they didn't, and now it feels that way again, but I still, now the difference is, and I understand the older pitching, and I don't know if we're bringing all these guys back, I have no idea what the team's going to look like next year, Hoff, but what I do know, what I do know is that this owner is not going to rest, and that's the bottom line. It might not be Jake, it might not be Nimmo, who knows, but they're going to get guys in here no matter what. So that's where that's where I am excited for this this franchise because I don't think it's going to be one of those things where it's like, well, we did, you know, it didn't happen. We didn't World Series, and maybe we'll make it back. And yeah, I don't think they have to beat the Yankees. Like it's not like one of these things where it's a right. Like, oh yeah, if we beat the Yankees, I just don't want to face them, Pete, because I just cannot freaking live with losing to them again in the World Series. That's just me. That's my sickness and that's my it's deal not with them.
0: Tommy. It's, Tommy. it's not happening,
1: Tommy. It's It's not happening. That they're not playing them or that they're not losing. Which one do you want, uh, which one you uh, want to both. give me? <laughs> both. Both. Okay. I, I'm, I'm confident Fair. that the Mets. I, listen, here's the deal is,
0: I'm confident that the Mets will do well in the World Series, whoever they play. That's what it comes down mm. to. I, I, listen, to be honest with you, I'm scared more than anything else of the Astros, but that doesn't mean anything because who knows if the going on with Verlander now? What's going on, Verland? I know he got a
1: calf injury today. I don't know if you saw that, but I think he. No, his I did calf. not see that. I don't know that. I don't know the severity of it, but I know he definitely left after three innings with a calf injury. Now, I, I haven't. I've been celebrating a five-year-old's birthday and drinking all day, so I have no idea <laughs> anything else besides the. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm assuming it's not too serious. Here's why, because Evan, who's full disclosure, I'm sure he's bragged about it in here, has the best team in our league, and he has Verlander. Now he's got 7,000 other great pitchers, but if Verlander was really hurt, I feel like he would have texted me. So I, I don't know. I haven't seen an update in a couple hours. But, dude, if Verlander's hurt, not just for the Yankees, but obviously for the Mets, because, bro, the Astros and now I understand that they, they were the Mets had a bunch of injuries and issues and Carrasco at the back, but the Astros like punked the Mets out, bro. There's no other way to say that. So I would be as a fan, I don't want the Yankees. But as far as matching up with a team, the Astros probably scare me more as far as personnel. But we'll see. Verlander obviously would be huge if this guy's out. But I don't know. Again, I don't know the severity. You never,
0: you never, you never root for injuries. But again, like if that's the case, yeah, that's a that's a that's a better thing for the Mets and Yankees than it is for the Astros. Here's the thing: is, there's only a couple teams that I'm really like nervous about because you look at how they play in the regular season. Now, regular season doesn't mean anything at all. But like this series with the Dodgers coming up is very huge. That this is huge because yeah. we we split a series in LA, with which what I thought was the worst part of the the Mets season so far, and yet they they came mm-hmm. out from the West Coast trip not really being that 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 hurt. They split the Dodgers series. That the Padres they got shellacked, and the Giants was whatever. But. But the Dodgers, they survived, and 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 I really want to see what the Mets do with a healthier pitching staff. Again, we, I'm Scherzer's not going to get a start versus the Dodgers, so that stinks. But we'll see the ground versus them, and that's important. We'll see what, what, what Taiwan has in the tank. I'm still worried about him a little bit right now too. Um, but if there's if there's teams I'm worried about, it's not the Yankees, it's the Astros, and the Padres because the Padres seem to yeah. have our number.
1: Yeah, I think for me, uh, the Cardinals. <laughs> Dare I say yeah. more? Um, yeah. They, uh, dude, just seeing that team would would, would worry me. I know Evan uh, is worried about the Phillies, uh, just from a standpoint of the fact that we've kind of owned them this year. So I, I don't, I don't really buy into that. To me, no. I, I would be very comfortable playing the Phillies. The Cardinals will always scare me. I get it with the Padres for sure. I think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. Uh, Braves are problem, dude. It's not going to be an easy road. No. But certainly winning the division will make that road a hell of a lot easier because it'll set them up. I know Evans definitely broke that down on here. It'll set it up bracket wise better. <laughs> the road is a lot still, easier. He's, oh, I know.
0: He's, he's, he still doesn't want the He doesn't want the. He doesn't want the best record in, in the in the in the, in the uh, league either. He doesn't want the best record in the NL. He wants second place because that the way that the standings work and the way the wild card works, <laughs> we have a better chance of facing the, the four five team than the three six team.
1: It's just. It's, nobody thinks like that nobody nobody first of all has the time or takes the time to think of (laughs) these things evan um and we just get there in october and go who we playing this team great they're not they're not thinking that thankfully evan is on this planet to do it for us and present us with the oh i didn't think of it that way all right let's go that path which by the way in
0: the end like we're sitting here saying what teams we're worried about i hate that because reality sits in i don't Want to start picking and choosing teams because it always bites us in the ass. So I just want anybody. That's why when someone says, "Well, it's also oh, a negative uh, mentality
1: too to think that way," I, and, and that's me saying this is that you, if you think you have a great team and the best team, you shouldn't be scared of anybody. Exactly, exactly. And that's why when someone goes, "Oh, come on, you got to go through the Yankees," I'm like, I don't care.
0: Because if I want to, if I have to go through the Yankees, then I feel like there's 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 a negative connotation behind that. I want to get to the. I want to get through every playoff. I want to get to the World Series. I don't want to win. And then I want to have a parade in, freaking in November because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be nice and cold. I'm ready for it. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah, dude,
1: absolutely, man. A parade right now would just be, I mean, I wouldn't even know what the hell to do with myself with a parade, dude. That that, that would just be on an emotional level that I'm just not ready to uh, uh, even fathom at this point, to be honest with you.
0: No, I have no idea either. But listen, Tommy, thank you very much. Anything else you want to add before we wrap things up? I know that you have a couple shows come up this week, if I'm correct.
1: I do. Uh, Thursday and Friday, afternoon drive. Myself and Trista Crick will be filling in for Carton and Roberts. Uh, That's all I know so far. You can follow me on Twitter at Tommy Lugauer. You can follow the show at Carton and Roberts. And obviously, we're on every day, 2 to 6.30. Uh, We'll be back next Tuesday what I like to call a new season of Carton and Roberts. We'll you know, you know, the deal Hoff. Everybody's been yes. spattering around Tiki solo, Tierney solo, Craig here, Evan there, me and Carton, you know, C-Mac there shows both full force WFN. We're all back next Tuesday.
0: That's awesome. Uh, dude, thank you very much for hopping on, filling it for, for yeah. uh, Evan as he's, uh, you know, doing whatever he's doing on his anniversary. Hopefully good things.
1: probably charting Jacob DeGrom starts for the rest of the season as his wife sleeps honey guess what I just figured out uh, I don't
0: care Uh, listen we'll be back I think there's going to be another special podcast because Evan had like a a euphoric moment on Saturday and I think he really wants to talk about uh, old timers day so I think we're having an emergency podcast on that and then we'll do our normal uh, recaps of the Dodgers series and everything else that goes on this week uh, so look forward to that but thank you again for listening to another episode of Rico Bronya. again I'm Pete Hoffman you always follow me at the Hoff WFAN he's Tommy Gower. thanks again for listening to Rico Bronya.
1: we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast it's amazing isn't it Make sure you download it now to keep
0: it on you at all times.